Hey, audio listener. Welcome to the AV Epics Podcast, an Avenue Studios production. Check out our Patreon and Locals community for exclusive content, access to our private Discord, and so much more. And don't forget to review our podcast to help spread the word. And now, let's dive into the adventure. Okay. Here we go. Hey, everybody. As always, I start these out with, let me know how things sound, chat. Please feel free to shout out if someone's too loud or too quiet, because I depend on you so much, and you're all wonderful. Welcome, everybody, to AV Epic's live stream. This is Dan Stacy. I'm Dan Stacy, and you are about to witness my nerdy family and I use silly voices and some D20s plus attributes, because we are playing Level Up Advanced 5th Edition. This is a very special collaboration with Interplanar Crossroads and Copper Dragon Games. I'm very excited to get into it. Um, let's see. Thank you, Jacob. <laughs> yep. <I got> you. <laughs> Quick announcements before we start. Of course, we hit our supporter challenge and are having the Kanaga Movie Night April 1st. No joke. April 1st, we're having <laughs> the Kanaga Movie Night. We are three supporters away from our additional lightning challenge where we'll unlock a whole nother care package of dice and dice pads, DVD, a lot of cool stuff. Um, so if you want to become a part of the ever-growing forest and uh, help us unlock that uh, additional giveaway, it's going to be a great night. Everyone's invited. Even if you normally, if you're at a lower tier and you normally don't get to do movie nights with us, you will be invited to this one. Everyone's coming and uh, it'll be a great time. And of course, starting in March, uh, we will have March of the Mechs beginning our themed month collaboration with the Inn of Planar Crossroads. We've already recorded the Around the Hearse, uh, so I'm very excited about it. Jacob is working like a monster making the, the uh, module ready. So we'll be doing Force Forge where we build it and then a live stream play where we do it. And our final announcement is March 8th begins the Knights of New Seattle, which is... The gang that did Outlaws of Elkenstar are coming back to play in Fallout using Savage Worlds uh, rule set. So I'm very excited for that. Keep an eye out for some posters because Chiro Chiba is amazing. So anyways, I think that's it for us. Is there anything you can think of? No, I don't think so. Let's do this. Let's <laughs> find a proper window where OBS is and say hello to all these wonderful people. And I will turn it over first to our longtime friend and collaborator, Adam from the Plano Crossroads. Where can people find and support you, sir, and how are you tonight? Well, greetings and salutations, travelers. I'm glad to be back on Avenue Studios. Oh, we're going to be doing the collab game, and, and I am able to be found on YouTube at theinnerplanercrossroads.com where we do mainly the Around the Hearths, along with other creation-type stuff for tabletop gaming. If you've been here, you know that. So as far as announcements for me, uh, I've got the main milestone for this year, or, well, for as long as it takes, is going to be reaching $100 a month support for the End of Planar Crossroads through any avenue of whether it's Patreon, Locals, Subscribestar, or Direct Contact. And that is the plan to reach that and once we do uh, depending on how far we go over how fast i may do some metal dice custom custom metal dice orders or something like yes. that yes so for to go in for the winning and we'll be doing like live games and stuff to celebrate because that'll be a big deal um but that's mainly what we've got going for milestones the only other thing to announce along with you know march of the mechs is uh those will be coming out as well as um 
I want to keep going with the weekly updates as long as it's happening, Adventure Academia. Mm. So that'll be going on as well over on our channel. Awesome. That's great. I love it. Academia. <laughs> Josh from Copper Dragon Games. Welcome, sir, to Avenue Studios. Where can people find and support you? Oh, well, thank you for having me. Uh, first of all, my... Blah. Can't talk for some reason. I am Josh, uh, Copper Dragon Games. You can find me on YouTube uh, and various other places. CopperDragonGames.com is a good place to find all the links to all the things. Um, coming up, we've got uh, on the Copper Dragon Games channel, we're covering a lot of 5e stuff. And I say 5e because I've traditionally been a D&D &D channel, um, covering a lot of virtual tabletop resources. And in these days, I'm just uh, focusing on the evolution of 5e, whether or not we're looking at actual D&D &D stuff. Uh, who's to say? Black Flag Project, <laughs> A5e. Yes. Whoever else comes out with a cool setting or, or, or system, uh, just excited to cover the, all the new evolutions of my favorite gaming system and, uh, and going forward there. Awesome. That's great. I can't wait for this, actually. I don't think I've ever played Level Up, so I'm really excited for this. Noobs. Noobs. We'll be fine. Well, hey, we're all noobs, actually. I have played Level Up. This is actually my first time DMing it, so, or GMing it. Awesome. So we got this. <laughs> uh, those, if there are any, any viewers out there who are A5E aficionados and realize that I'm totally messing something up as a GM, uh, just uh, give me some grace on the front end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we all need it, don't we? Oh, my word. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, then, I think without further ado, Jacob, by the way, thank you for being here. Jacob gets hey, to play I, today. I get to be a player. Yes! I'm so excited. I've been literally said it many times to my wife. I get to be a player tonight. <laughs> well then, switching well, over to the Part of that is your own doing, my man. Part of that is your own doing. Oh, I mean, I do actually love being the GM. But it is very exciting to take a break. Thank you, Josh, for taking the helm on this one. Absolutely. All in good fun. All right. I think that's it. Without further ado. The map is up. Let us okay. begin. So let's jump in with a quick uh, little intro just for anybody who's joining us and didn't really know what we were getting into. Um, I will. I am Josh. I'll be your friendly neighborhood game master this evening. And tonight our goal is to test out A5e in, uh, in some shape or form. We're focusing on playing 5e without actual D&D. So we've got a lot of content from various third-party publishers that we're kind of mish mishmashing together and we're just going to see how this plays um there's a, a little bit from me personally a little bit from en publishing a little bit from Cobalt press and a little bit from mcdm but uh i don't want to spend too much time on that we want to actually get in and play the game so without further ado if we can go around and just have each player at the table the virtual table introduce themselves they've already introduced themselves introduce the character that they'll be playing tonight we've got four very interesting pcs uh, that we'll be interacting with this evening man yeah so what, what you see here on the bridge is cross Gwolf eden i uh 
Well, I kind of look... I'm human, but I look rough. Uh, I like eating a lot of meat. I'm also a druid, so I like eating a lot of meat. Uh, I, I wear I wear a lot of furs and leathers. I make myself, of course. Uh, and uh, I cast the spells and I do stuff. The biggest thing is I love this town. I love living around here and I've been, you know, relatively new resident. But they've taken a liking to me, I, I, I think. I, I, I'm assuming. And uh, I, I always have my trusted companions with me. Look at this little guy right here. I'm assuming that's me. That's you. Nobby must Nobby serves Master Krusk. First, first Nobby serves Master Krusk's mother, father. Mm-hmm. They, they are not. They, they send me. After they gone, they send me to Master Krusk, and Master Krusk must have his Nobby. Must have his nubby. So I'm a very, little leshy. Very, very good. Yes, yes, you are. You are very good to me. Thank you. And the the real brawn of the group here. Yeah? That'd be me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, um... you're right. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Keep going. <laughs> I'm Azora. So uh, I am a blue dragon born. Um, I generally look peeved off all the time and um true <laughs> yeah i'm always ready for a fight and i'm looking for um a special treasure to bring back home to my family someday i will find the best one because i am the best so <laughs> on i brought him Hi, everybody. I'm Emic. I'm so glad to actually be here. Uh, Zora usually doesn't let me leave. Uh, she makes me stay with Killian all the time, and he kind of, he makes me do a lot of weird stuff. So I'm just really glad to be here and be a part of it. I'm a, I'm a goblin, and I make things blow up sometimes. And uh, I just like to learn this. I feel like after Zora and, and Killian and Crust helped me get out of the caves, I feel like I just, there's so much to learn and understand and know. So... I'm just, I'm just really happy to be here, and uh, I just, just help me keep an eye on my goggles. I'm always using them. Sometimes I end up with extras, but you know, uh, I'm just, I'm so excited to be. I'm sorry, I'm talking too much. Yeah, you're okay. talking too much. Stop. Yeah, that was a great, you, uh, great monologue. Good job. Thanks. Yeah. So, with all our characters introduced. Uh, we begin our game. Our adventure begins in a small rural village known as Brimberg. It is a tiny place on the outskirts of civilization. Our party of adventurers are just returning to town from who knows what escapades they've gotten into out in the wilderness. Uh, but they come into town across the bridge at the south side of town, crossing over the Plover River and passing by Castle Brimberg. And what they notice as they pass over the bridge and start moving into the city proper itself is a crowd of individuals gathered just outside the entrance, outside of the gates to Castle Brimberg. And they hear this voice shouting over the crowd, 
You're looking in all the wrong places. You're wasting your time. And every second that passes, she's in more danger. Why are you so short-sighted? Uh, Azora, do you hear that? What? I don't hear anything. No, I don't hear anything either. I hear a lot uh, of people shouting. Is that what you're uh, talking about? No. <laughs> oh, poor Master Klusk. See, the man over there says the woman's missing some woman. That's what she says, of course. That's that. You want me to find out? Is she made of gold? Let me... She could be. Maybe. Okay. Bye. Uh, let, let, let's go interrupt this scene. Okay, what do you want me to throw? I can show something. Yeah, yeah. Throw, throw a rock. I threw a rock. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the rock. Actually, uh, make a quick attack roll. Just Absolutely. A... Wait, not that hard. <laughs> so you're strange. Probably Kills is a, the guy. Just a dex roll. One shot at this villager. Just, just yeah. after that, your dagger. He's dead. Oh, okay. Roll the. So roll go to. Scroll down here. Gotcha. Go to my dagger. Dagger. Click on the picture. This one. Yeah. Okay. Roll it. Go. I think we did it right. <laughs> oh boy. Well so, done. This stone soars over and into the crowd of people, and you hear just briefly over the sound of that voice yelling, uh, this, ah! And you see a a very tall gentleman with a, with a dark, uh, short cropped beard uh, look over and glance in your direction, just mean-facing um, your, your party, but... He turns, he, he seems to recognize you. Just shakes uh, his head. My, my, uh, so we're here to interrupt this uh, meeting to... Uh, oh, what's, go, what's going on with you? Why are you shouting and hollering? Right. So the tall gentleman that you see there, uh, you notice that he is not the one who is yelling. You actually can't see the person who is yelling, but the voice sounds familiar, and... After just a second, as Krusk is walking toward the group and, and speaking and um, stating that they need to interrupt things, you see the crowd part very deliberately, like the Red Sea parting, and a very angry young dwarf maiden is just burning face red, angry look, stomping towards you. Oh no! Is parting deliberately to get out of her way. I've seen this anger before. Uh, you recognize her as uh, as Madeline Oakhammer. Hey, Matt, Madeline, Madeline. Shh. Uh, calm down there. I won't calm down. You don't understand. She, starts, she had been walking as if she would have walked past you, and she turns to walk toward you, and just deliberately toward Crust. And she That's looks cool. at you, and she she's kind of looking up at you and says, "My grandmother was kidnapped yesterday, and these idiots refuse to do anything about it. You <laughs> four, you four, you've been resourceful in the past." 
taking on another job. Yeah, but can you? You're yelling a lot. My my ears are kind of sensitive. I don't know if you heard what I was saying, but my grandmother was kidnapped by kobolds yesterday. Oh. Uh, I don't know if somebody paid off the guards, or her voice raises even more as she's looking back over her shoulder and saying, or if these idiots are too incompetent to... Listen, let's let's walk away from town and talk. So, how do you know it was kobolds? Come here. And I put my arm around her, and I, I try to comfort her, um, and, I, and I look at Azora. Azora, just watch our backs, please. Yeah. Like I was going to be near the front. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you, you notice that the crowd seeing Madeline uh, walk away from her confrontation from the guards has kind of started to lose interest and started to disperse. And you see the two guards standing over by the gate kind of shrugging like, what does she want us to do? Uh, but but she continues walking with you. Uh, where do you where do you lead her? Just just out across back over the bridge. We're gonna go sit under a tree and chat for a second. Okay. So over over the bridge, cross town, so to speak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Outside of town. Yeah. Okay. Just on the edge. All right, Madeline. We're here to listen. We don't need to be starting no trouble with the guards. What? What? So uh, first of all, let's start with how do you know it's Cabot's? I was told. I was told. There, there, there were there were witnesses. I don't I don't understand how they can't figure this out. They keep saying that that she's I just and she just kind of buries her her face in her hands and you can see her shoulders start up and down. She's just she's on the verge of of losing her composure. Um and, and you know her to be a a pretty tough character. Um but in this case She's just on the brink. Madeline, we'll help you. That's not the problem. The problem is, is I don't know where I'm going. So I need you to take a breath. I need... Okay. So she, she finally uncovers her hands, and you see uh, her... She's not crying, but she's just red face, angry. And she does have... Uh, what looks like tears welling up in her eyes, but she's 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 tough. She's not letting it go. She's uh, putting on a strong face, and uh, she finally, she, with a calmer voice, says, "I, I can't really talk about it right now, but I have an, a strong suspicion that she's." been taking taken to an old dwarven ruin deep in the forest at the base of the mountain I can I can mark it on your map it, it's her ancestral home mine too I suppose but I was born after the the catastrophe so wait the, the kobolds took her to her ancestral home? I think so. The, 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 the witness said that there was a, a a human man, an older gentleman. He, he, he sounds like 
a, a guy that I'd, I'd actually seen in town uh, several times before asking about the Everforge, uh, asking about the flames, asking about the tragedy. Hmm. Well, I don't, that's, that's great, but uh, we'll go investigate the ruins and find, find her and bring her back. Well, what was her name again? I forgot. Paula. Paula. Uh, Yimik, do you have the map for them to mark? You carry the map, right? Uh, yeah, it's probably it's probably somewhere around here. Hold on, just give me a second. Do I have the map? You totally have a map. <laughs> One of you does. I, I don't care. It may care not the map. be on your character sheet, but you totally have a map. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, in yeah, the yeah. other pocket. The other uh, pocket, little master. Thanks, uh, Snobby. If you didn't, you guys have been uh, adventuring in this region long enough that you would she would be able to give you a reasonable description of the pathway to get there and uh, and it not be a major issue. So I unroll the scroll that Nobby hands or that uh, Yemek hands me. Um, you wrote formulas on our map, Yemek. Look, right? Is that what this is? Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, you're. I mean, it's still legible. So, all right. So the formula is still legible, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Madeline, here. just mark on here where we're gonna find. And this nonsense about the other human—you're not asking us to do anything about him, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't really know anything about him, but. The, the witnesses said that it was a, a, a gang of kobolds that, and, and there was an old human man with them. And they, <clears throat> uh, I, I just, he was, he was in town. He was asking a lot of questions about the ruins, about the Everforge. And I, I just, I just have a feeling that that's where they are. What happened there? What happened to this place? It was it was before before my time. I, I was I was not even born yet. But uh, are we gonna get the, blown up? That's what I'm asking. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's a risk when I'm here. But she, exactly. She, she actually looks over <laughs> at Yemek um, and and just kind of grins a little. It's like you you mean more risk of that than you normally have yes. had in your. Ventures. We we have it we have it under control. Sometimes things happen and arrows and bombs fly, but you know it it'll be. He's he scratches his back. Yeah. It, it'll yeah. be okay. Rhinosaur, we, we got this. I usually do. Yep, I run in there. Um, but Azora, you're here to take it this time. Sure. <laughs> and okay. so, is there treasure there still? Not that we would we're not like treasure hunters or. Anything you wouldn't take? No, <laughs> we wouldn't take any okay. treasures. No, I mean, no, no, never. We wouldn't. <clears throat> <laughs> so, if if there are treasures, they are have, uh, have likely been looted by these kobolds. Uh, if if that's where they're going, or or that's where they reside, as I suspect. Um, can I can I can I roll a recall knowledge on kobolds, real quick? Sure. Rolling a pathfinder 
uh, so, uh, hit you with some, here. Want some history or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too many systems. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Okay, yeah. What? What in? Is there something in? In something specifically? Yeah, kind of. Or just in general? In this area specifically, are they common? And uh, are they a nuisance? Um. Yeah. So, in this region. They are not super common, but certainly not unheard of. Uh, the people of the town have come into contact with them from time to time. They typically dwell kind of in the foothills of the mountains to the east, excuse me, to the west of town. And the there's a trade route that Brimberg sits on that's between some dwarven sell, settlements in the mountains and the coast. And the kobolds that that tend to have tended to settle in small cave systems at the base of the mountain have been a problem in the region over time uh, okay. not so much close to town but along that trade route well azora i think that um it would be beneficial for all of us to including the towns to remove the kobolds even if paul is not there yeah Course. Yes. Sure. And, and I just I, I I I forgive me. I never truly answered your question, Azora. I I it it was tragic. My grandmother was the only survivor. The forge there. Um I I don't think anyone truly knows what happened, but a rift to the plane of fire was opened and the entire forge and the settlement that had grown up around it was let's just say uh, it's said that an afrit burst through and very few survived do we know what that is do i know that that is <laughs> you you might um but Madeline does, um, and she would okay. tell you it, it if you asked. It, it is a a powerful being of uh, elemental fire. If you've heard of a genie um, or a djinn that are typically associated with the elemental fire uh, plane of air, excuse me, uh, the Afrit are or Afridi are the fire planes equivalent of those creatures. Great. See, perspective. It makes what I do just so minor. You will blow up. You realize that, right? I, I mean, one should try. Okay. <laughs> so as they're talking, you see Krusk kind of playing around with the plants and using his druid craft to um, just make them form and do different things. Um, trying to comfort a little bit, Madeline. Uh, on top of, he doesn't really care about the forge itself, so he was kind of, you know, entertaining himself for a minute. Gotcha. So she, you do see her kind of reach out at one of the vines and or plants that's uh, being formed through Druidcraft and just kind of strokes the stem of the whatever plant's being manipulated. And uh, she she knows you well enough to know that you're probably the one doing it. And uh, she gives you a, a small grin. You can tell she's still visibly upset and, and angry. 
at the situation, but also at the the idea that she went to the guards and that nobody appears willing to help her. They uh, they they are chalking this Everforge story up to legend, claiming it doesn't exist, and not really giving her the credit that uh, she probably deserves. And you know that she is one of the newer inhabitants of the town, and so she doesn't have the long-standing reputation of some of the more common human inhabitants that grew up here. So she's here, but she's still kind of treated like an outsider. Well, <clears throat> Madeline, we'll, we'll be back, I'm sure of it. Uh, give us a couple of days at least, just in case. Okay, all right. Uh, is, is there anything you need before before you go? Um, Mr. Puss needs meat money. Uh, well, <laughs> or or at least meat. I mean, I don't need. <laughs> right, guys? Um, we, we like meat. I like everything. Coins for the, uh, for, for supplies before you go, perhaps? I mean, I wouldn't complain. I mean, um, she she kind of reaches into a, a coin purse at her side and uh, produces 12 gold pieces and just hands them directly to Crusk and uh, says, I, I, I have little more than this at the moment. I, I can pay you more when you return, but I I don't I don't want you to wait. I, I, please. Hurry. Crusk uh, hands the gold pieces to Azora and says, alright, let's let's set off now. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful day. We This would be fine. And you know, it's a it's a, based on where she pointed out on the map, it's a solid day or so of travel. Uh, so if you if you left literally right now, you would likely get there just at dusk. Assuming no interesting issues along the way. I mean, are you guys ready to go? I, I, we could yeah, ride horses, sure. but... Uh, I don't think any interesting is going to happen until we get there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Nobody does not need a horse, Master Krusk. No, you hop up here on my shoulder. We're good. He just pats you on the head as he's sitting there. <laughs> he absentmindedly pats you. It's like a kid on your shoulder yeah. or something. Yeah, like the <laughs> random padding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, picturing Nobby like a, a cross between Pinocchio and Dobby. Oh, am, am something kind of like that. that uh... <laughs> yeah, for those for those listening, he's a very old Leshy, so he has tattered leather robes and a little pack he carries around, but he's got this huge beard and eyebrows that all connect together with this long nose and he's made of cedar so he's really red and that that beard and nose and hair are all they were probably brighter green when he was younger but they've got that white fuzz that gets under certain leaves and that makes it all look white and little bitty flowers are all in it so yeah he that's what he looks like to the listeners i love it i love it very very cool well let's uh Let's head off now, guys. I mean, we got 
We got a map that's relatively legible. And, uh, I mean, unless you need to buy something. I mean, Azor, that's 12 gold for you. I don't know. I, I mean, Nobby will make berries if you want to spend it on something else. Yeah, I, I, I knew we'd be okay in the woods between you and I, right? Yeah. I'm just wondering, mountains, climbing, we have climbing stuff, right? I can help with that, too. Okay. We'll whip something together real quick. I have some climbing we'll stuff. Just, we can just blow some holes in the side of the mountain, right? I can do that, too. Yeah, sure. sure. Into the fire mountain, where the fire will come out. Yeah, but if, if it's fire, then it's not combustible. It's already on fire, so mm. probably fine. But maybe we should buy a climbing kit, is what you're saying. I have one. Oh, well, we're good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Madeline, and I give her a hug. We'll, uh, we'll one of us will be back, probably, hopefully. <laughs> and with that, he turns and walks off. <laughs> <laughs> she starts to hug you back, and there's like an awkward moment where you're walking away, and her arm goes out, and it just <laughs> brushes against your back. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> As she turns over, Azora will grab her shoulder, and she's huge because she's a dragonborn. She's like, you'll be fine. <laughs> She'll walk on. <laughs> she just, she just, it's nods. her compassion. Her compassion. <laughs> Nobby just waves bye-bye. And she, she waves back at, at Nobby. Yemik's too busy writing something on some paper and trying to keep up. Um, <laughs> she uh, she starts to walk back over the bridge and just kind of crawls, uh, calls out over her shoulder. Uh, Yemik, don't blow them up. I need them to return with with Paula. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I do my best. And then she departs <laughs> uh, back over the bridge and to the right, back toward her shipwright uh, business. Awesome. And you guys uh, can get on the road. Is there... We, we mentioned the possibility of climbing kit. Do you want to pause and do that? Or do you want to... Do we want to go ahead and... and Hit travel sequence here. It's up to you guys. I have I, a, I have climbing gear. Yeah, you have climbing gear. I can make. I think one of my um, infusions, one of my schematics, is oh, yeah. climbing. Schematics. Yeah, go to uh, scroll down. Uh, and I can turn into a giant yeah. goat who also has climbing. So I, I that is potion. Of I'm, I'm excited to hop up the side of mountains with as a goat. Do you guys want me to... just rides Kresk, so... <laughs> okay, we'll be fine. So I can ride you, or should I whip something up real quick? It takes me a little bit. Yeah, no, whip something up. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay, I'll I'll whip up... If I can do it on the road, I'll, I'll whip up a, a portion of climbing for my schematics. Sure. So, uh, on the road, you you guys set out toward the west as a group and you know that there are pathways and different um untended roads 
that crisscross these wild woods to the west of the city. Most of them are used by hunters and trappers and are not maintained. There are game trails and things of that sort, but you're essentially traveling through wilderness, wilderness. And as you travel, uh, you can follow the map and continue along the way heading in the direction of the ruins that Madeline pointed out to you. And as you go, if I can get... Now, I'm I'm straying a little bit from A5E here because there are some legit, like, exploration rules. Yeah, they're pretty uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to kind of gloss over a bit of that, even though... I want to explore those at, at some point in the future, but uh, we're going to gloss over it a bit and just say, can I get every player to make a uh, either perception or survival check along the way as we travel? Yeah. And let me know. I also know um, this is kind of a baseline. <laughs> for... Oh no! Nice can I spend a <gasps> can I spend a hero point? No. <laughs> that's all right. That's why yeah. that's why Nobby's always riding on top. He has to make sure Master Crush gets where he needs to go. All right. I can oh. flavor that nat one for you real quick, Jacob. I would love you to. Not uh, Yimik's been scribbling, and you catch that he. Vistra told him to take journal notes, and he's noted your interactions with the dwarven maiden. <laughs> and I picked up on it, yes. Yeah. That's just a little Easter egg for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. She wanted me to practice my writing, and I just I thought it was an important uh, moment. It was so great. Yeah, practice writing. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's groveling. Master Kruskit says warm hug. Mm, yes. <laughs> And flower. I saw the word flower. She'll love it. It shows you gentle I heart. saw something. Master Krusk probably might want to reword the stroking Master Krusk's vine. <laughs> yeah. Yimik, could you cross that one out? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Oh, I walked into that one myself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was that was my bad, my bad, y'all. All right. That was great. Uh, net one. <laughs> uh, it goes along with the net one. Azora's ignoring but, um, you all <laughs> and walking in the back, probably, but still scanning. Right. <laughs> I love it. So okay. where are we where are we going, Azora? I'm I'm a little lost and disoriented. As you as you travel, uh, you make your way pretty uh, easily. Uh, along the way, at least for the first leg of the journey, is there... I, I know that Yimik is specifically trying to build a climbing kit from his schematics as you travel. Is there anything that the other characters would like to be doing as you approach or as you make your way toward the ruins? I was going to say foraging for just delicious goodies, but... <laughs> okay. Cool. Um... Nobby or Azora? If I see something, I'll shoot it. 
Or throw an axe at it. <laughs> you know, when you played in the Fallout game, if I, I see the know. bird, I'm going to shoot it. I it didn't know. really work out. No, it didn't well. work out. I shouldn't have done it. She's still going to no do birds. it. Now, anyway. No birds. <laughs> so shooting anything non-bird. Yeah, well, I'll throw an axe because I can't birds. shoot. <laughs> okay. I mean, that sounds legit. I, I like it. Okay. It's... Uh, and Nobby along the way is doing what? Uh, Nobby is actually pretty smart for being, he's so old and he's pretty smart and stuff, knows a lot. So he might be trying to recall any legends that would be appropriate information for the group to know. If it's appropriate information, he'll tell them. Otherwise, he's just kind of, eh, you know, kind of humming to himself. <laughs> All right, so. so... Uh, have Nobby make a quick history check. All right. All right, 21. Okay. Nice. Cool. So with with that, Nobby remembers hearing about this specific dwarven forge and location and recalls that this event with the Efreet and it being destroyed and, and essentially wiped off the map except for what ruins lay behind happened at least a hundred years ago and likely more than that it is this is distant history in the minds of the humans of the area uh, so much so that generations have passed and this area of the wilderness is far enough off of the trade routes that nobody's bothered to go out there and explore and the reaction of the humans of just calling this legend and sort of dismissing it kind of checks out with their approach to the story with with the way that it's perceived in the town it's also you also recall that uh that even though the, there was a town that had been built up around this, but that rumor has it, or had it at one point, that the forge itself, or the, the hall where the forge was located, mostly survived. And that even though the surrounding village was raised, that the, the, the one structure that was kind of inset in the mountain side was uh, more or less intact. So the idea that there is a ruin to go to and explore is uh, also likely legitimate, if the stories are to be believed. Okay, okay. He'd probably rephrase that in something of a song as they were going along. His his singing is kind of like a... One hundred years have come and gone. One hundred years for humans. And... On and on and on and down deep, down deep, the forge said to be says it's still there, does legend, but not for sure to see, or you know, kind of limericky or something like that. His singing is with his voice, but because he's made of wood, because he's a fleshy, I imagine that as he pushes air through, it almost has a fluty kind of sound to it as he's singing. 
And I think Krusk has been around it enough now that he, he kind of hums along while listening. He kind of just fits. Nice bass. To the whole thing. Kind of think where the, the, the lyrics change every time, but the tune is close enough that Krusk can keep following mm. no matter what. <laughs> or make it up. <laughs> and just right. as the song ends, as our two hand throws an axe and kills something. <laughs> <laughs> More meat for Master Krusk! <laughs> um, was that a rabbit? I love it. All right. What a peaceful traveling time. Thank you guys. Indeed. Uh, yes, yeah, so we actually, uh, we, we're going to, um, as I said, sort of pass over this bit, but um, we will say that Yumik has successfully crafted with his schematics a climber's kit. Um, so we now have two of those in the party, plus a goat and a party member small enough to ride if needed. So uh, climbing hazards are less likely to be an issue moving forward. Uh, we will say, as you travel, who is carrying the majority of your foodstuffs? Is that... Hmm. Me? Yeah. Probably me. Probably Azora? Yeah. All right. So Azora, as you travel through these woods you carrying the the supply that you have with you that you've kind of taken on for the party because these these little folks right, they they need some help carrying things so but you you are walking through and you start getting you start feeling itchy like it's there's something wrong and it's weird because normally like Dragonborn got those thick scales, and you're used to seeing all the human folk with their slapping around at mosquitoes and stuff. And and you start thinking like, this is like, what is this? What what is going on? Um, but you you realize that the itchiness is coming from near your bag or your pouch with your supply. Yeah. She won't make a big deal, but she'll take the bag around to, to see what's happening as they're walking. Okay. So as you pull the bag around and, and twist it around to your, your front so you can kind of get a better look at it while you're walking, um, you notice a roach about the size of your fist jump okay. off of the bag. Ah! Ah! Is that Christopher? Ah! Both. <laughs> what, oh, what's no. your problem? We should have talked about the safety tools. Roaches are off the table. Sorry. No, oh. <laughs> no we want the visceral reaction. <laughs> um, Roach. But you. Ah. No, it's They're edible. They're like a cr creamy potato chip. So you, you notice you notice the roach jump off of your supply. And as you react to it, you look over and you realize that there's another one climbing. It's you see it like half in and half out of the bag. Ah. 
there, there is a horde, not a horde, because these are big. They're like the size of your fist. Maybe not a Zora's fist. Maybe, <laughs> maybe a smaller fist. But <laughs> hey, you these are big roaches. <laughs> these, these aren't your normal little uh, regular town roaches. These are big. Uh. And they are eating your supply. They've gotten into your supply. Uh, not only yours, but as the rest of the party sees Azora reacting, um, you, you know that feeling when you see somebody, when you, you hear somebody talk about lice, and then all of a sudden everybody is scratching <laughs> their head because everybody's paranoid? Everybody just instinctually looks down at their pack, and you're like, oh, it's 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 not just her. Uh, oh, sh- she's stomping I, on I, him. I, I try to <laughs> grab Mr. one. Crust me! <laughs> <laughs> so, this is so what we're moving into is is actually an exploration challenge um, a nasty horde of bugs has broken into your provisions and is beginning to eat them uh, these bugs need to be dealt with quickly or you're going to run out of supply and that's not going to be a problem getting to the forge but if your resident druid is not successful with his forge, it would be a problem coming home. You would be hungry. So, what would you like to do in order to attempt to deal with these bugs? It can be any creative solution. You can name a skill. You can describe an action that's not necessarily associated with skill. We'll come up with something that fits. Mm. But what would you like to do in response to this revelation? I want to roll nature, like based off of my farming skill of preservation of food and dealing with roaches and also the fact that they are delicious. Um, So, but I want to roll nature on like how to handle them quickly. Uh, Is there like a particular flower in the area or uh, maybe I have it on me to be able to ward them off or like seven dust sprinkle them on or something along those lines? That sounds fair. Yeah. No, come on. No, what is that? Natty won. (laughs) Dude, when I'm a GM, it's Nat 20s all night long. When I'm (laughs) there, it's Nat 1. I can't. I can't. I'm done. (laughs) All right. Get it out now before the boss. (laughs) um, Krusk is trying to figure out, like, what would I do about these? Unfortunately, the best in, in this moment with these bugs swarming over your food, the best solution you can come up with is if I eat them faster than they eat the food, <laughs> maybe. That is a very Krusk solution. I've, I've got a feeling that Krusk might not see that as a nat one, but the rest of the party would be like, oh, that was totally a crit fail as far as an idea. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yep, so Krusk is over there trying to bite them. <clears throat> Okay. That's other, awesome. Other party members. <sighs> other ideas. Do you know what you're going to do? I first? think so. Okay. Do I assume we will have time to rest before we get to the mountain? <laughs> uh, a short, short rest for Perfect. sure. Because um, I want to use my dragon breath, which is a uh, uh, electricity. And I want okay. to, to scatter around and shock all of them. In one big... <laughs> okay. I All right, so... Oh, okay. yeah. 
We'll see what happens. Go ahead and yeah, go ahead and roll your dragon breath. Is that what it does? (laughs) Do I roll something uh, else? Uh, no, actually, it's uh, they would have to roll a save. Um, oh, and okay. These are small enough that um, that they would die even if they make the save for half. Um, so I'm not gonna. I'm, that's funny. But, uh, <laughs> she's gonna oh. like it's gonna come out as a snort. Like she's gonna snort, and electricity's just gonna go. <laughs> Zap them all. <laughs> as many as you can. Knocking snot. Yes. So Azora manages to um, cleanse her uh, <laughs> her her supply of roaches. Um, they all just just like they've all been tased and you see them kind of fall off the side. There were at least five of these um, within and around your bag. And you see some of them fall off. You wonder how much of the food itself might be charred at this point, but it's <laughs> got to be better than Yeah, than I think so. <laughs> it's, it's like pre-cooked. It's like a pre-cooked meal yeah. at this point. I like a little so, char in uh, my food. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, other party members. Uh, man, I think Yimix kind of. <laughs> he's. I think he's uh, inspired by Krusk, but he thinks they'd be taste better toasted. Minor. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's inspired by both of you guys. <laughs> oh, sure, we're having a snack right now. That's right, John. Okay, I can do this. Uh, I think he's just going to start using his firebolt cantrip, but for him, it's this little pull-out flamethrower sort of thing. He's just going to start trying to roast them indiscriminately. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, you successfully roast some roaches, um, (laughs) and in, in a similar vein... You have uh, you have managed to save your food stuff, although um, some of it is a little pre cooked. <laughs> um, is a uh, Nobby taking part in the festivities? Well, but Nobby's very upset that they got into Master Krusk's food, mm. so he got he doesn't usually get very mad, but he's mad at these things because they they're not supposed to be in the food. It's Master Krusk food. And mechanically, I would like to use the cantrip Voice of the Woods. But, which for those watching, that's... I've reflavored Dragon Roar from Cobalt Press, I think it was. I believe that was. Yeah. Oh, cool. I don't remember exactly what supplement it was, but it's from their their OGL site. So there you go, if you're looking for it. Uh, And so... It doesn't do it this time very heavily, but usually when he uses it, there's this rumbly kind of noise that happens in the woods around him, all the plants around him, and it gets kind of shadow and they start to move towards whatever's bothering him. Mm. But since it's just these things, it's not really that pronounced and it's not really that shaded or dark, but he's over there yelling at them and getting them off and throwing them away and stuff like that. 
but the cantrip does 1d4 psychic damage if they fail a save. But he has to look. He he he's scolding each and individual one of them <laughs> because it's a single target thing. So he's pointing at one at a time. Is that I'm, I'm trying to call? Is that psychic damage? Yes. Is that right? I thought it was. I just I couldn't remember off the top of my head. Um. All right. So we have we have overall. Uh, a success for the party as uh, <laughs> as the uh, the voice of the wood um, as Navi's forceful voice uh, you see these cockroaches just fall over and turn with their hands up in the air um, no visible damage to them at all but just <laughs> he spoke and cockroach brains exploded, and it was it was glorious. Um, and so, one at a time, though. Like, yeah. Yes. And every uh, time one died, he'd stuff it in a bag so that Crush could eat it later. Uh, like chips. Yes. Okay. That's awesome. Um, so, so with that, you have uh, destroyed all the pests that were uh, attempting to take over and consume your food supply, and you've managed to uh, successfully defeat this exploration challenge <laughs> without losing any actual supply. Uh, you could have lost, uh, just to full transparency, because we're testing a, a new system here, uh, mm. new to us, um, you could have... Um, done well enough to have a critical success and deal with the pest without losing supply and also get a roll on a cool discoveries and boons table um, mm. or you could have gone as bad as a critical failure and not only lost and not lost some but lost literally all of your supply and been completely dependent on foraging or or what have you uh, to replenish your your supply on the way back to town mm. um but yeah, if we were try if we were if this was not a one shot, I would award experience for this. <laughs> <laughs> this was legit. All right, very 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 cool responses there, y'all. Um, the the rest of the journey uh, goes luckily uneventfully. We'll we'll say there was a point where a deer jumped out uh, across the <laughs> path, and um, we'll. Uh, We'll say Azora has the chance to hold the axe and not throw it. Would she throw it anyway? Uh, but she would. <laughs> okay. Mastery. Crusk would most definitely be encouraging her. Right. So, uh, so you managed to. Crusk uh, probably um, has his pick of a uh, a deer that is. Um, has been slain in the path ahead of you. If if he would choose to partake of that in some way, uh, yes. Quarter. <laughs> I, I, I might even go into yeah, quarter it out. Uh, go into bear form too, and just like gnaw on it a little bit, just mm. you know, get some fresh deliciousness going. Um, <laughs> not be not be pushing him away. Like, Mr. Cost, no, must make it better for you. Must make it better. But the, 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 be, the big straps are so good. Mr. Cost. That's good. so good. 
Azura will just oh, walk with a leg <laughs> for a little while. Do you want some? Nobby yeah, can carry quite a bit for being so small, so he would probably carry as much as he could for Master Krusk. A good, a good helper indeed. <laughs> All right. So between the uh, the battle with the giant cockroaches and the slain deer on the way, uh, you actually arrive with potential to have more uh, supply than you started with. Some of it pre-cooked, which is it's okay. You know? um, <laughs> and some of it slightly gnawed on by the bear, but that's okay, too. Um, and a bag of roach chips for snack time. But uh, you do manage to make your way through uh, the remainder of the journey. And as you approach the mountain range, you notice, or, or you, you know, that uh, dusk actually falls a little earlier here because you're kind of in the shadow of the mountain as the sun sets in the west and it's around dinner time when you finally rise over a hill and see out ahead of you uh, the rise a, a much steeper rise and also you see the foundations of some buildings where the the buildings themselves have long since deteriorated, been raised to the ground. But you can see the different shapes inset in the ground where the foundations of those buildings have survived over the hundred plus years since the town uh, fell. And up inset in the uh, where the, the hill rises and you see that elevation change and the beautiful mountain rises above, behind it with uh, forests all the way up um, you see a small starts to wooden a small stone doorway that is flanked by two dwarven statues one on the left one on the right and there is a space where there uh, was at one point a door but it has since fallen and looks like it uh, the remnants of that door are just scattered off to the side in front of it. And beyond, you can see what looks like just the hint of what might be torchlight flickering from within. And at this point, it's a good hundred or more feet away from you. There's some trees here and there in between you and it, but you don't immediately see any other activity. How tired are we feeling? Not in real life, Dan. In, in <laughs> game terms, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in game terms, um, you've you've walked a full day. Um, you had the opportunity to take a short rest, um, kind of as you traveled to get to this point. Uh, we won't belabor that point, but you haven't, aside from a brief time where you were trying to fight off oversized bugs, uh, you haven't done anything extraordinarily strenuous. Okay. So, um, about how you would feel at dinner time. It's mm, been a hungry. day. You've been walking. Probably hungry. But you got you got several hours left in you. Um, unless you're just a super, super early to bedtime kind of, kind of fella. <clears throat> Does anybody else see the light up there? That... Uh... Was it, uh, I can't. Uh, 
can I roll perception to like see if I actually make out the light really well? Sure, sure. Good, because I rolled it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's um, my night. It's my night. Nob- it's my Nobby night. will know. Nobby will roll to help since Mr. Master Crest pointed it out. Get Mush to like blow a oh. kiss on your keyboard or something. Uh, I. Uh, <laughs> what is this? This is why Master Crest needs help. Yes. <laughs> he gets shot in the butt. <laughs> well, that, that does happen. happen yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to hear that story later. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it was true love ever after. Yes, it was. <laughs> love it, love it first stab. <laughs> In any case, um, so uh, Crust can make out the kind of outline. At this point, you're in the shadow of the mountain. The The sun has set on the other side of it, so you're in the shadow of that. You're not, uh, it's not officially sunset, but here, it kind of feels like it. You've got, uh, it's pretty easy to make out the that light in that beyond that door. Uh, that said, Krusk is looking and just not really making out a lot more detail. Um, but uh, Nobby, as he zeroes in on that doorway, he can tell that there's at least at least one figure that moves across and you can see he spots the shadow that a figure makes as it crosses between the doorway itself and the light source that's deeper within that hallway or, or that entrance. Uh, you only spot one and it's only a glimpse from this far away, but, uh, but there is activity there beyond just firelight. Mm, I'll be seeing someone in there. Someone's in there, Master Krusk. Mm. Someone alive. <clears throat> did it did did it look um kaboldy or like how how well did you see in there? Cause I, I got I'm hungry and I can't I'm not I'm not perceiving this well. It was shadowy. I told you mm. I should have made that deer better. I'm not supposed I'm, to eat it before I get to it, Master Krusk. I'm so hungry. Shit. Now, now you're nagging me. So Nami would know with that 26 perception that uh, because he only saw the shadow and not knowing how far uh, that figure was from the light source beyond it, that it could have been very small and casting a very large shadow if it were farther back. It could also have been closer to the entrance and much bigger but casting the same size shadow, just depending on its relation. Uh, without seeing the figure itself, it's hard to tell uh, much more detail. And it was just a split second that it crossed paths. Just crossed a shadow, path. Master Krusk. <clears throat> Couldn't tell. Well, Azora, Yemek, yep. Navi, <laughs> let's, uh, let's go say hello. I just want to go in there. I was going to look around for tracks or something. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, Yeah. No, wait. Well, no. You know, you're probably right. Let's look for traps. Oh, traps. Traps, too, would be good. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Oh, did you say tracks? Yes. Oh, I heard traps. 
I heard traps too. We should what? probably look why for everyone always, everyone always has trouble understanding what I'm saying. I work really hard. I'm missing you, friend. You're doing great. V, v, v said you're doing really well with pronunciation. Oh, thanks. I'll check for all of it. Yeah, let's do this. What are you doing? I'm going to check for traps with a P. Because I assume Azora is probably doing the tracker. <laughs> <laughs> so, perception? Right, yeah. or... So, whatever the boss says. Okay. <laughs> well, it. so if you are standing back and trying to look for the traps from a distance, perception is, is the better choice. If you are kind of mind sweeping, so to speak, and you are stepping into the space and, and looking at it with a, a much closer lens with a lot more uh, detail, mm-hmm. then that would be more an investigation check. Yeah, unless some unless the party stops him, he's going to head right in. You have investigation, you want to do that? Yeah, that would also be, unless people don't want him walking <clears throat> in yet, that's what he would innately do. I just go in there and take a look around and smell things. And sure, investigating. Be sneaky! (laughs) Sure, sure. (laughs) Do you want me to roll stealth, too? Uh, That's up to the boss, I guess. Is he... he, Does Yimmick want to be stealthy as he approaches the door? I guess, yeah. If Nobby told him to, he he does what he's told. To him, Kruska and Nobby are just kind of the same entity. (laughs) 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 all right all right 18s all around it seems so uh you make moving forward um uh, so as you make moves forward and approaches the door uh, he gets to see more of the more detail than you were able to make out when you first crested that hill and spotted the firelight off in the distance. Um, as you approach, you see that the entrance is partially obscured by thick layers of moss and vines that have grown up over this stone archway. Um, the door itself is made of large, worn, and you see those two big stone statues on either side of it. Each has a weapon in hand, and they're so lifelike. The artistry there is is just amazing. Um, mm. As you're approaching, you're you're checking things out. You're looking for traps. You're trying to spot any trip wires or uh, or anything that would lead to your demise as you approach. And he doesn't anything you feel pretty comfortable that okay. if uh, if if traps are present they're not here at the entryway big thumbs up from Yemek alright Azor let's get in there come on <laughs> okay try to be as quiet as possible. <laughs> okay. So if... Oh, Jacob, Chris, thank you. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> no, <laughs> you, we were just having a little RP on the side. <laughs> we were just being goofy. <laughs> oh, it's all good. I just, saw, I just saw it and I was like, oh, what's the... No, I see. Anyway, um, so <laughs> we have the party now approaching behind Yemek. Uh, Azora's being stealthy. 
Are the other members also being stealthy as they approach? Krusk would not be, but Krusk would also allow Azora and Yimik to approach, kind of watching the, just watching the surroundings, see if anything kind of jumps out. Okay. And is Nobby still up on the shoulder? Nobby would uh, probably be hanging, either be either sitting on the shoulder or on the backpack and trying to coach Master Krusk through all this all the sneakiness that he's wanting him to do, whether he ends up <laughs> doing it or not, or you know, trying to. I'm not. I'm, I'm not sneaky. I just. I, I, I could try. I'll, I'll. I'll give it a try. Yeah, you're trying. You're trying. You can take an inspiration Oof, dice. Not I that think. sneaky. Hey. Well, I mean, rolling nat nineteen. So there it is. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> like like this. He's like tiptoeing. So he's coaching him. I mean, I, do, I usually do this in in bear form. I'm I'm much more sneakier, actually. And Azora's getting annoyed. And she's like, Master Quiet. Krusk. <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> All right. So as you approach uh, the entire party, moving along quite stealthily, uh, you. Let's see, let me rearrange these a little bit so that Yimik and Azora are up front. But you manage to make it to the door itself. No traps have been sprung. And as you approach and you're able to get a better look inside past those two dwarven statues, you don't see any activity. You can spot deeper in the room uh, or deeper into this space torches along this long hallway that's uh, spread out ahead of you with more uh, similar statues of dwarves on either side of the hallway just intermittently they uh, don't appear to be in a particular pattern but this hallway goes a long distance and there are doors on either side of it as well and we're going to actually flip over to a new map so you can see this long hallway ahead and technically y'all are about 10 feet back from where your tokens are positioned at this point you've come up to the door and are able to look in you don't see any movement inside at the moment tokens might not says my token does not have vision tokens don't have vision oh no that's not cool it's very dark in there <laughs> here's, here's, uh, I knew, I knew there would be something that I did. You said it. <laughs> yeah, no, so Krusk in this moment is going to be whispering. Um, should, should should we knock? Like, like this isn't no, ours. No, 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 Mister Krusk. No, 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 no. Oh, oh knock. Oh. Wait, no. No, we're being sneaky, Master Krusk. Sneaky. I don't want to. I mean, this is not the kobolds either, Master Krusk. I'm not hunting. You're hunting kobolds, Master Krusk. Oh, Azora, we're hunting kobolds. Yeah, of course. So be sneaky. Oh, tell tell Yimik. Tell Yimik. Be sneaky. Okay, I try. You're doing great. 
Krusk is like gently reaching for a honk of the uh, the deer that they harvested earlier. A little piece, a little hunk. Just like nibbling on it nervously. I see a hallway. Right. Hopefully now you can see a hallway. That's great. Right. Sorry about that, <laughs> and I was smart enough to change the prototype token so that if we need to move maps, it'll carry over. Very nice. nice. Oh, cool. <laughs> All right. So, so did we, that's it. Oh, did we come in that door? So there is actually a door just behind you. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And you are you are technically not standing in the location you are now. Oh, okay, um, cool. You are you are just off the map, okay. uh, looking into this hallway, and you have not technically stepped into the room yet. Um, the uh, this long hallway stretches out before you. You can see these statues on either side of the passage. There are doors to your left to your right just spread out intermittently as you go down the way the floor is cracked and broken and you can see this huge set of double doors at the very far end of the hallway um although yes yeah you should be able to see that what is the light in here sorry there are torches spread out intermittently uh as well that set um, do the do they look like ever burning or they're maintained? They well actually um there is the closest one to you is up here. Uh, okay. there's, there's one on uh the side of these doors across the way from each other. Okay. And if you'd like to look a little closer, you're welcome to go up and inspect. You want me to go up and look at that thing? Yeah, if you if you don't if you don't mind, you're okay. you're nice and small. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, I'm gonna go look. Okay, go this one. Oops, I'm moving things. What did I do? <laughs> A boomy boom. I am explosive. <laughs> How do I move you again? I pick you up and drag you. There, there we go. go. <laughs> now you're moving. Are you going? So up? if you're explosive. Does that mean that that Yimik is one of those Magic the Gathering goblins that are on the cards that you just throw out as tokens and they explode? <laughs> <laughs> was, that's missed opportunity. <laughs> so that's the first one. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take a look at it, see what we got working here. What do you got? All right, so uh, Yimik moves up, moves forward, checks it out, and um, Yimik's Good enough with with alchemy and and magical items to recognize without even without even a role that this is a traditional maintained torch, uh, mm. not one that is magically persistent in some way. It's a boring one. <laughs> it is kind of set in the wall in like a there's like a metal sconce that is leads out of the wall and the torch is set into it very stereotypical of a uh, dwarven passage here these two doors on our sides are do they look like they're locked or been opened and closed or anything like that Reese you know habitually 
So all of the doors that you can see down this hallway are currently closed. Uh, they all are uh, actually heavy. They look, they look to be stonework that are set in these beautiful, or not beautiful, but at least very functional and uh, hinges that have stood the test of time, just as you would imagine dwarven architecture would. And there is a ring that you can pull them. Hard to tell from here whether they are locked or not without actually trying them. Nabi. Hmm. Can, yes, Master. Can you hear anything through the door? And he points to the door. Nabi will listen. He'll put his big leaf ear up to the door. Perception check. I assume that's perception check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Nabi rolls yes. hot. Dirty 20. All right. Nabi. So, Nobby must take care of Master Krusk and the Little Master and the Dragon Mistress. With a 20, you hear what sounds like something small and scurrying. Having been around your uh, druid friend and spending enough time in the wilderness, you imagine that this might be a a small rat or lizard, um, something that's likely small and innocuous. Innocuous, I think that's the right use for that word. But hmm. nothing interesting, Master Crusk. Just scurrying thing. Food. <clears throat> food. Mm, we have food. You have your dear. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so he would walk over to the other door with uh, Navi, and uh, as he did so, he would um, nod at Emic and be like, "What kind of torch was it?" It's just, it's just a regular torch. I mean, must be pretty fresh. I don't think they last very long. Probably a couple of hours, maybe max. And there's no footprints or anything obvious of activity, correct? Uh, you you actually take the time to check the floor, look around. Uh, you do see footprints. Uh, this it, it's less that there are individual footprints, and more that it looks like this is a surprisingly heavily trafficked area. There's a lot of dust and debris in this hallway, but it is all kind of up against the walls. And there are very clear pathways between the doors and along the center of the room. So there's there's a clear pathway that they've been walking into the room before me? Yes. Uh, the exception to that is actually the room where uh, where. Uh, Nobby just heard the scurrying on the opposite side. That door uh, appears to have been mostly unused. Damn it, get over here. Yep. Okay, hi. Crask opens the door as he, as he says it. All right. <laughs> there it goes. I don't know. I can't move. 
So you open the door and peer into the next room where you see two large throne-like seats carved into the north wall. Uh, the room is otherwise pretty bare. Uh, there are frescoes depicting dwarves presenting radiant weapons to guests. Almost as if this were a receiving chamber and guests would come here to be given gifts as they arrived. I would sit in one of the chairs. Right. <laughs> Mr. Krask, Mr. Krask, oh, oh. You sit down in the chair. Dobby doesn't want, I mean, Nobby doesn't want sit on, so he's not on his back while he's sitting on the chair. Sit in the chair and... Just in case something happens. <laughs> <laughs> Only Krusk hears this, but Krusk hears this deep, booming voice that seems to echo from throughout the chamber that says, Do you come to cleanse the evil that has infested these halls? Yes. Yes what? Who are you talking to? <laughs> yes. You don't hear a response at all. Uh, However, um, you do glance down and note that, let's see, what is your, uh, your sickle is, it, it kind of hums briefly, like it's, to put it in modern terms, it's as if, as if your cell phone was in your pocket vibrating. <laughs> it's just this, this, this brief humming of energy, and the sickle at your side, um, uh, just vibrates for a moment. I pull the sickle forth and I and I hold it before me and I study it as I'm sitting on the chair and then I stand up and see if it if it still seems to have that energy. So it does. Oh, and I sit back down. Um, nothing happens this time. Gimmick, gimmick. It's one of those chairs you read about in the fantasy magazines that they vibrate. And they, they help you feel better. Come come sit next to me. Mm, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'd do it. I knew you would. Come on, buddy. Somehow. I will get it. Go. Nobby's <laughs> just kind of wringing his hands a little bit. He's like... <laughs> when, when, others, when others come and sit in the chair, there is no similar response. Do, um, what do you mean you didn't hear anything? I didn't hear anything. Come on. It was loud. No, I, I, I mean, you were loud. You were yeah. loud though. What are you talking about? Touch my sickle. Scribbles in his notebook. <laughs> <laughs> it. Whatever. Oh, I thought Nobby, what's going on? Yeah, sure. I'll grab his sickle. <laughs> You're right there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Nobby, what's going on down there? I just see rubble down here, Master Krask. It's not good to hear voices in your head. 
It wasn't in my head. Don't don't start. <laughs> Everybody made the same noise. <laughs> if Nobby will make a perception check real fast as he approaches this back chamber with uh with all the rubble. Okay. Oh. <laughs> had to get one at some point. He's too concerned about Master Krusk. He's like, no, Master Krusk. Love it. There's a... So as they ask you what's going on back there, uh, you do notice there's rubble all over the place. This uh, You do see some, some racks and some, uh, some what look like old uh, trunks and cases that have been busted open that are among the the rubble there it looks like it's all been sifted through already or, or looted at some point in the past but otherwise it seems like they've already thing. looted this part there's an old lady old dwarven lady's named paula no i do not master krask so is it can i access that back room like is it is it walkable through the rubble yeah, there's there is rubble kind of piled up around the floor, but it's a uh, it's maybe a foot high. It does look like this was at one point a a doorway that someone or something broke the surrounding uh, frame of the door. Uh, I so grab Nobby. Widened. I grab Nobby and I and I lift him up and I. With two arms, I pull him around the corner of the room. Did you see anything? What? All right. I guess I'd look again. I'm trying to put him on the like in his head in the room while holding him. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So I would <laughs> grab him. I would grab. Him. <laughs> ah, my face! <laughs> He's getting shot with an arrow and it's sticking out. <laughs> so crust is is climbing up into the rubble uh it's not very high i mean it's it's maybe a foot worth of of uh stone and things that are lying about the ground there yeah easy, so then easy to walk over then i'll grab nobby and like literally lift him up around the corner to see around the wall okay so he sees around the wall there's it doesn't appear to be anything more than what he was able to make out earlier. Uh, there are no torches back here, so it's a little darker. But Dobby has dark vision, right? No, maybe not. Nobby, let me see. He's a construct, idiot, technically. But... I don't, I don't see it. I don't I see no, it doesn't show any special senses. Okay. Uh, so it is it is darker back here, uh, which might explain why he was only able to make out a handful of things kind of over on this side. Uh, yeah, it definitely work. wasn't rolling two ones. <laughs> there's, 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 there's nothing. Come on, let's go. And he, he walks out with Nobby in tow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Come on, guys. Oh. So, as 
Uh oh. Crust <laughs> gets to the hallway itself. Uh, that was GM Jake here. laughing. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> he suddenly I, realized. <laughs> like, oh, he paused the game. Yeah. So as Crust approaches the doorway, um, he hears, because it's, it's not, um, nobody's trying to be stealthy here. Um, he hears this chattering from somewhere down the hallway. Uh, you haven't exited the room and into the main hallway at this point, but as you approach that door, you hear voices ahead of you. Um, and they are speaking a language that you don't understand. Of course they are. Uh, but they're, they're kind of high-pitched. I throw my hand up. Now okay. stop. To pause everyone behind you. You make do stop. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm laughing because you would totally would have done the same thing, but then he looks back and you're like, oh yeah, I'm in the back. <laughs> <laughs> he just likes feeling a part uh, of the gang. Nami! Nami, do you hear that? Nami hears something. I assume Nami could hear it if he was told to listen. Or if it was pointed out. Yeah, he could. He could. Um, is this where really? I say? Is this where I say hello? No, no. Wait a minute, <laughs> Master Krask. Wait, be patient. All right. So as Nobby approaches, he does understand the language that is being spoken down the hallway. Um, <laughs> Nobby recognizes a very clear draconic. Um, and I'm going to have Nobby make a perception check, uh, not to see whether or not he can understand it, but how much of the conversation he can pick up from his current position without stepping out in the hallway and being in better earshot. Gotcha. Hey. So a 16. So while you do miss out on some of the particulars of the conversation, uh, Nobby can make out that they uh, are discussing something to the effect of um, being annoyed with the new guest. And they mentioned something about a meal for the master. He's mm. annoyed with new guest meal for master. Mm, they're probably going to try and feed the dwarf woman to some master they have. That's what I think. If it ends up being a dragon, Killian should be so upset he wasn't here. Yeah, let's not tell him. Scratches it out of the notebook. <laughs> I'm telling you. Writes <laughs> <laughs> <Right>, it again. <laughs> uh, so you can also hear, um, as they're having this conversation, you can hear the voices growing quieter as if they are moving uh, away from you. 
They're moving away, Master Krusk. Now is the time to move to next position. Quietly. Uh, oh. Um, you want to go out there? What? Uh, uh, yeah. Nobby can. Nobby will do as Mr. Krusk wants. And he'll, yeah, he will quietly step out. He, he gonna, takes him from... Grabs <laughs> Yemix. <laughs> as he gets set down, he kind of grabs Yemix's arm, hand, and... <laughs> we kind of sneak out. So, so who's sneaking out? Yemek and um, Kanabi, the little ones. The ones. You'll make a stealth check as you step out into the hallway for me, each of you. Mm-hmm. Not very good. That oh. <laughs> twenty on the that board. Bad, um, all right, so luckily, these creatures have a pretty low perception. Um, so you step out in the hallway, and uh, I'll go ahead and, and move the two characters out here. Um, you can spot up to the north, there is a group of kobolds that are walking from the right-hand side of the hallway across the hall and into an open door here on the side. And they are turned and they're moving in that direction. They do not appear to spot you as you step out into the hallway. Mm. Well, it won't let me move uh, Overwatch into the room. It, wait, what? The Overwatch icon so I can, so the map can have vision. Oh, uh... You collided with the wall. Uh, you gotta go up and over, right? Yeah, it just won't let me move. Uh, Wait, maybe if I... Is... No. The there server's a smidgen delayed. I was gonna say, it wasn't letting me move either. So... I did it's, notice that, I'm, too. I'm, I'm, I'm monitoring. We got a slight delay in the server. They got something going on. Oh, yeah. okay. Good to, good to know. There we go. Beautiful. It's not an R end thing. Gotcha. Yeah, there they are. Great. <laughs> so I'll point that out again for those on the stream. There is a group of uh, kobolds up here that are crossing the hallway from right to left and moving into this open doorway. And they do not appear to Nobby. have noticed the guests that have just stepped out in the hall. Really awesome. <laughs> Nami holds up six fingers. <laughs> on one hand? Uh, well, no. He's probably got one, two, three, four, five. He holds up six fingers. He's got three on the here. <laughs> and then the thumb. So he holds up six fingers. Can we give you something? Uh, so... Do you want to do anything before they pass? You only have a couple seconds before they continue on and through that door. If we let them go through the door, they won't be in the hallway. Which means they won't be in the way. I guess so. Okay, yep. Yeah. 
his hands just hovering I... over a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of pats the hand. Pats the hand. Yeah, yeah, okay. Soon. 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 Little master, soon. Okay, yep. Just think, my little master. They'll all be in one room, and you can throw one big bomb at them. Yeah. Patience, patience. Uh, with that, you notice that they move forward and into the room beyond, and the one at the end closes the door behind it. Mm. Come in, come on. So, yeah, I'm... The door is pushing me. What? <laughs> well, I kind of want to see what's going on. That's I don't understand. Six cobalts went in that door. Which door? There's, there's lots of doors. He did point. But no, that door, Master <laughs> Oh, yeah, sorry. Come so on, guys. Be quiet. What does that mean? Right. Uh, yeah. Softly. Don't talk. And make sure to carry a big stick. <laughs> <laughs> ice. So what's right, our so order? Is moving out ahead, it looks like. Just a little bit. I stopped um, when they were like telling me to quiet down to watch my step to make sure I wasn't kicking rubble. I did roll, but there's a delay in the system. I, okay. I, am I was currently like, I can't move. <laughs> no, I'm currently reaching out. Yeah, we're not the only one. They're receiving a lot of issues right now, so. Gotcha. Must be a lot of people playing tonight. Yeah. Well, Yay. Oh, um, just kind of thinking metagamey here, we uh, were considering, I think on the original schedule, we had planned to go to 1115-ish Anyway, am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, that's usually 11, mm -hmm. 11 to eleven thirty is usually what we shoot for. So, um, as if we get to the point where Foundry's being, um, or the the uh, Forge server is being, <coughs> is stonewalling us enough that we can't take the next steps, um, we want to call it a few minutes early. That might uh, might be a convenient time. I did roll a 15 on my stealth check. Oh, nice. It just yeah. popped up. Yeah. Right. Foundry's hey. listening. It's like, wait, no, I'll be good. I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. I promise. Yeah. I, I'm but sure I, something's going on. There's a lot of people saying right now. So it's probably mm. something simple. Thanks for looking at that, yeah. Jacob. But honest, also yep. meta-wise yeah. for everyone, Josh, whenever you feel it's right in the story to pause, you just call it. That's all good. Okay. Okay. That works. Um Okay, so we'll we'll continue moving forward at this point and uh, and see how it goes. Uh, so this is our marching order, and where is Krusk leading the group at this point? Uh, I was going to check this door real quick. Just is there tra there's traffic to this door in the dust? Yes. the The only one that looked like was this. And one? you can kind of you can see far enough down the hallway. Um, the the one that you first passed on the left uh, had no traffic going to it. And um, that's pretty much it. Um, all the other ones appear to have um, 
to have the rubble that's been and dust that's been kind of pushed off to the side and tracks here and there. Uh, but it's it's significant enough track uh, travel tracks. That I would. You're not picking well, out individual footprints in most cases. I, I would step up to this door and no, do I do I kick this one in? Or wait, I can't. It's stone. Do I open this one? They didn't go in that one though, right? Fishing. Yeah, the farther they one. They went the farther one. Uh, let's wait. Let's go to the right. Except they seem to come. They kind of come out of some door, right? Because they were, they showed up in the hall and then they kept going. So it's possible. Then there's also. This Did you say door. they came out of this door or this door? Uh, they came out of this one up on the right. Okay, that's what and I thought. And they were crossing ah, okay. the hall directly and going into this one. They Scooby Doo. They were talking about. <laughs> They were talking about their guest over here as they went over here talking about feeding her to somebody. I opened the door. Ah, no! <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So, uh, Krusk opens the door. Uh, it swings open. Oh, wait. Did I just close it on you again? Sure did. Apologies. No. Oh. Or I tried to and it didn't take it. Alright. <laughs> That's cool, too. Okay, so as you open the door and begin to step in, uh, you do note that you hear those same voices from, uh, or, or at least similar voices, from deeper within this area. What you see directly in front of you is a pile of broken furniture and stones that have all just been kind of piled up together as a sort of blockade across this passage. Um, it's about three and a half feet tall. Um, so not so tall that it's insurmountable, but it's it looks like it was intentionally placed there. And you do hear voices from that direction speaking in that same draconic tongue. And then I'll uh, unpause and let you... Yep. Uh, as I hear that, I step back, and there's a torch here next to the door, yes? There is, yes. I grab the torch, and I wind up for a throw, and then I, I quick glance at my other party members, and I glance at Nobby. Huh? Uh, uh, I mean, I'm doing whatever Crush is doing. Sure. Nobby waves everybody else up here. <laughs> Can I go up? There you go. Yes. If you let me. Go, go. He, may, he goes and just nods. <laughs> and so my goal is to throw he's the... On, uh, he's on crust back right now, just for yep. clarifications. <laughs> uh, and I so I go to throw the uh, torch onto the pile of wood and furniture scrap. Okay. All right. Do you want so, to really take off, or you just you know see what happens? Because I can help. Yeah, accelerate that. Yeah, make it go. Okay, okay, yeah. So I can whip up an oil flask with my ability, and then toss it. Nice. All I, right. So, quick question, Dan. Do you know how long it takes you to whip up that uh, ability? Whip up the flask. Bonus action for that specifically. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> easy peasy. Okay, cool. Um, so 
you it's more like just pulling out the supplies (laughs) apparently so yeah you're you're like a a super fast (laughs) artificer um hand it off and you're throwing these in in tandem into the yeah (laughs) i suppose i'd be i'd technically be second throwing he throws it and then gives me permission yeah if it matters fair enough uh in this case not as much um so you see the flask hit this pile of rubble and disperse the oil across the top you see the torch fly just a millisecond behind it and land and burst into flame and there's this immediate holy crap um and there is no uh you don't you, you see the flame there at this point um definitely lighting up that space can i uh, use my druid craft to encourage it to grow it is i believe so yeah i mean that's one of the that's part <laughs> that of the spell. thing is it really i didn't know yeah. that yeah i uh, yeah you i mean i can literally start instantaneous harmless sensory effect oh where is it i can instantly ignite or extinguish a candle or torch smoking pipe or small campfire i just feel like i'm helping you know ignite small campfires <laughs> checks out my book <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lots of little campfires um uh, we weren't supposed to burn the place down right i mean this this is okay it's stone. It's made of stone. It'll be fine. Little high five. The sad thing is, you. Well, high five. But the sad thing is, Nobby's the responsible one, <laughs> and he said that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a thing. Um, so uh, the babysitter's giving in to the zeitgeist. <laughs> this hate me so much anyway i'm trying to put a little fire template here and it's it's uh it's not cooperate i mean we i see uh, fire but uh yeah but it's like i the, see fire oh it doesn't look like it's supposed to i hit save on the little template and it keeps like resetting it to purple uh a purple rectangle which is not okay. what i told it to do anyway <laughs> um, i do see it on there though that's awesome where is frame the squarest flames ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was intended to look kind of cool, and it's very lackluster, but we'll go with it for now. Um, uh, so you you do note at this point, there's the crackling of the burning um, oil that is spreading across this surface, this little barricade. And at this point, you hear the a door slam somewhere on the opposite side of this chamber. You can't actually see very far uh, into this room. Mm. The, But somewhere back here, you hear the slamming of a door. I step out and slam the door in return. <laughs> Tit for tat. Alright. I mean, we've We've clearly announced ourselves here. Can, 
I mean, technically, nobody knows what happened. You know, things spill, they let on fire. It just Doors close themselves. That's, I mean, that is yeah. true, actually. <laughs> Nobby just sighs, and he hops down, and he starts walking over here, because he wants to make sure that, that the dwarf prisoner is not in there. And yeah, I did, I did promise that Paula would be okay, I think. Or was it you guys? I don't remember. Something Check like your that. notes. And you guys have had me cross so much stuff out. I said her granddaughter would be fine, not not her grandma. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Great. As long as I'm not culpable. Let's find Are you grandma. opening this door? Wait, wait. There's a door here. Oh. Let's go in there. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Nobby Nobby's trying to be stealthy. He sees that the kids have that the, the kids have totally done it all now. So he's he's trying to be sneaky enough to not have somebody know he's listening at the door at the place where he thinks the dwarf woman might be. Mm. Sure. Right. So you're not at the I same figured... door as us. Just... So Make a quick perception check. Okay. And he's he's going to the one they went through. Is he going here? No, he's they he came from here talking about oh. not liking their guest. So mm-hmm. he's making sure she's not tied up in there or something like that. Gotcha. So is he going up to the door and listening, right? That's the intention. Sure. Before the kids open the other door. We're going to Scooby-Doo across. They're going to come out of the other door and they're not going to see us. It's really sold on this. <laughs> oh, man. Here we go. Ah, oh, it'll be fine. Right. That's just his perception check. It's just perception. Like, yeah, yeah, she's not in there. Yeah. Gotcha. So, Navi, um, as he's moving forward, uh, he he doesn't make out anything coming from that direction, from beyond that door. But Mainly because he can hear um, very loud conversation going on on the opposite side of this door. Um, the kobolds who went through that door uh, appear to be making, um, having some very loud conversation. Um, it, with a 10, you can't make out the details. Probably something like fire, smoke, bad. Very possible. True. Very possible. But uh, <laughs> but they're definitely making a fuss on the other side of that uh, that space. He just shrugs, turns around, walks, half hobble, half walks back over and throws his arm at that door that they're all the noise is at. And he's like, okay, open that one. So he's coming here. Oh, no, he's going there. Okay. Oh. All right. <laughs> So, <laughs> you open this door and immediately see uh, one really surprised kobold um, just on the other side of it that uh, turns and is like, and you can see it on the opposite side of the door, a similar barrier uh, built just beyond it. And you can see just the top of the head of another kobold um, just beyond that barrier. Um, 
your immediate reaction was going to be what, Jacob? Uh, I put my hand up. Just, uh, and then, like, I, I make a motion with my left hand to, like, pull Nobby closer because <laughs> I don't speak their language. I mean, I Nobby's think just does. looking at you like... Dude, I probably do. We're supposed to be hunting kobolds, aren't we? <laughs> Was that in common? Do they know common? <laughs> they probably do. He said he would say it in common. Um. So, uh, in response to that, the kobold that just had that immediate like fear deer in headlights uh, reaction, um, reaches down and grabs at a dagger at its belt and screams out intruders they already know that (laughs) (laughs) a smile comes across krusk's face um and at that i think uh we are on the dot at 11 15 and i think uh we (laughs) should pause here and begin our next session in two weeks uh, for those of us who will be back to join us with uh, with an initiative roll. Oh, yeah. Nobby tried so hard, okay? He tried to keep them out of trouble. He's, like, taking it slow with them. He's like, but no. Let's just, let's just draw a torch and we'll just slide it on fire. <laughs> I love, like, the idea fire. that the, the freeze frame at the end of this episode is Krusk and Azora smiling and Nobby's just like this and Yimi's facing <laughs> the wrong direction. <laughs> that's awesome man awesome let me switch over here um to this too many windows i hope i hope that this has been enjoyable for y'all um i hope it's been enjoyable for the viewers i hope that uh folks will tune in again I forget the date off the top of my head, but we said two weeks, right? For the yeah, next I think it's episode. March first, actually. It is. Um, it is March first, right? That yes, sounds right. Because then March eighth is our next game. So beautiful. Well, thank you, Josh, yeah. so Yay. much for running this. Thank you, Adam and Jacob, for joining. And your wife. Well, I mean, <laughs> I kissed your headphones close enough. <laughs> thank you for being here, my love. Thank you for putting the kids to bed. Uh, this is awesome. So again, we're playing level up advanced fifth edition tonight. Uh, and yes, we are taking next Wednesday off February 22nd, uh, cause there's multiple schedule things going on for a lot of us. Um, I'll keep people posted here. Maybe we'll do a video game live stream. I'm not sure yet, uh, or we'll just have the night off and then we'll be back March 1st with the conclusion of this game. We'll see how that goes. I think so. There may be some shenanigans. If shenanigans happen, you never know how long a session is going to take. But it's possible. We'll see the conclusion. That's right. No. (laughs) It can't be for us. Bad guys. Because there's a whole bunch of bad guys that are about to die. Yeah, that's true. Someone's going to die. Someone's going to (laughs) die. In the meanwhile, uh, don't forget, check the links in the description below. I've got Copper Dragon Games YouTube channel and, of course, Interplanar Crossroads YouTube channel in there. So give those guys some love if you haven't checked them out yet. And uh, you can... um, Where am I here? March of the Mechs begins in March as well, as well as Knights of New Seattle. So we got a lot of cool stuff coming up in March. And uh, I can't wait to see the end of this game. 
If you want to become a part of the ever-growing forest known as Avenue Studios, you can do so by joining, uh, by supporting us on Locals or Patreon. Doing so not only gives you access to exclusive content, but you also gain access to our private Discord where you can chat with us, watch movies, play games, and so much more. April 1st is, of course, our Kanaga movie night, which is very special, and there's going to be a bunch of giveaways only for our supporters. So if you want to jump in there, we need three more to unlock the the next uh, care package giveaway that we'll do that night. So uh, if you want to become a part of that, now's a great time to join into our forest. Um, don't forget to check the links in the description for sound music and ambience that we use. Of course, Foundry Virtual Tabletop. And even more importantly, we'll start with Adam. Where can people uh, support you and all of your awesome content, sir? Well, I believe that they can support both the Interplanar Crossroads and Avenue Studios on Patreon and Locals. Uh, the Interplanar Crossroads also has a subscribe star. Or you can just contact us all directly. So, that works. Beautiful. And, and does Copper Driving Gaming have a Patreon? Yeah. So, there is a Patreon. It's... Um... It is it is there. Links are there on the CopperDragonGames.com website as well as the YouTube channel. Um, I do want to say before we we peace out tonight, uh, if the if what you saw at the beginning of the session looked cool, uh, if you liked the Brimberg town, there is a supplement over on Drive Through RPG PDF version, and there is a Foundry module in the works that hopefully I'll have up and published by the time our next session rolls around. Uh, oh, so awesome. Very cool. That awesome. will be available so very cool. soon. Um, and I will also be, if you go and pick up the, uh, it, it will be in a bundle. So if you go and pick up the PDF now, it'll actually be cheaper. You'll end up getting the PDF, the uh, Foundry module for free. Um, Sweet. When that's released. That's awesome. And if it works out that it is ready when the next game comes up, we'll have those links in the description too cool. for people to follow. Um, and then maybe I'll pin comment it on this. So people watching in the future, check out the pin comments. And this will be also up available on podcast probably this weekend. I try to get it up by the weekend that we play. So this will all be up everywhere podcasts are. And I'll try to have those links as they become available. That's awesome, man. I didn't know that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Well, everybody, you're awesome. Thank you, chat. Thank you, people in the future watching and listening. Thank you for joining the adventure. And we will see you next time. Right, bye. This has been another fantastical episode of the AV Epics Podcast, an Avenue Studios production. Do give us a review on your podcast app of choice to help spread the word. You can further support us and become a part of the ever-growing forest known as Avenue Studios by joining our Patreon or Locals community. Doing so will not only help us to continue creating high-quality content, but you will also gain access to bonus content and our private Discord, where you can chat with us, play games, watch movies, and so much more. Don't forget to check our podcast podcast description for the music and ambience that we use and thank you so very much for joining the adventure and we will see you next time